Blog Talk Radio. God, we're grateful. Because if it had not been for you, we would not be here. We opened our eyes this morning, God. Because you gave us the strength to open our eyes. We were able to rise because you gave us strength in our limbs and the facilities of our body. We were able to get here, God, because you blessed us and brought us the way of safety and did not allow harm to come to us, Lord. We're grateful to again come into your presence because we know where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And as we come before you today, have your way, Lord. Let flesh be crucified, that you might be glorified, that your people might be edified in the name of Jesus. For God in you is life. And that's what we seek, God, life, eternal life, God. We pray, O oh God, today that you will touch every person that have come seeking you, Lord. Bind the hand of the devil, God. Rebuke the hand of the enemy, Lord. God, let your anointing that resonates in this place even now. God, let there be an outpouring on your people. We need you, God, to take us to another level in you, Lord. God, we're faced with demonic forces, God. Evil spirits have come up against us, Lord. And we need to be fortified with your power. God, we can't make it on our own strength, God. We don't have enough to stand on, Lord. But we know, God, that your joy is our strength. Fill us up on today in the name of Jesus. Somebody have come this morning burdened down, God, with the issues of life, God. Somebody, God, is in the battle of their life. Somebody's, God, fighting in their mind and in their spirit, Lord. Where the devil have come in to war against them, Lord. But we thank you, God, because we know greater are you that's within us than he that is within this world, God. We know, God, that you are a deliverer, Lord, that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever, and you're no short of your promise, Lord, and you're able to deliver us, Lord. Touch us on today, Lord. We need you like never before. Fill us up with the Holy Ghost, God, and give us a refilling, Lord, that when we leave here today, Lord, huh? we can leave with your anointing, Lord, huh? that as we meet men and women, boys and girls, huh? they might be converted to know who you are, Lord. Huh? In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Huh? We thank you because you are a healer. Huh? You're the God that healeth thee, huh? and healing is in your wings, huh? and you're able to touch our feeble bodies. Huh? You're able to save our troubled souls, huh? and in the name of Jesus, huh? bind every demon, Lord, huh? every demonic force, Lord, huh? God, that comes to keep us uh, in the same place, Lord. Uh, we're willing, God, to surrender uh, and say yes to your will, Lord. Uh, we're willing to turn our lives, God, uh, over into your hands, Lord. Uh, because we come to the place, God, uh, where we realize like never before, uh, we need you, Jesus. Uh, more than anything we know, uh, we need you, Jesus. Uh, while men are trying to find, God, uh, solutions to this chaotic world, God, uh, we're looking to you. 
you, Lord, because we know for every right desire there is an answer. And Jesus, you're that answer. There's no need for us, God, to turn hither or thither, Lord. We need but to look for you, Lord, because you're the answer, God, for our trouble lies, Lord. Touch on the day, God. Break every yoke, oh God. Save on the day, God. Deliver on the day, God. Jesus, we need you, Lord. We need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. We're crying out to you, Lord. We know that you're able to save our souls. We know that you're able, God, to heal our bodies, Jesus. We know that you're able, God, to turn our situations around. Jesus, no other help we know. No other help we know. No other help we know, God. You're able, Jesus, to deliver our children. You're able, Jesus, to save the unsaved husband. You're able, Jesus, to heal the cancer patient. Nothing too hard for you, Jesus. No other God we know. We know that you're able, Jesus. We know that you're able, Jesus. We say yes to your will, God. Yes to your way, Lord. Have your way, Jesus. And we'll thank you for it. And we'll give your name the praise. And we'll bless you, Lord. Yes, we thank you, Lord. And we bless your holy name. Come on, open your mouth and give the Lord some praise. With our arms open wide. 
hallelujah, Mr. Luther Barnes, this morning, and Holy Spirit, fall on me. And that's what we all need today. We need the Spirit of the Lord falling on us, a fresh new anointing from God that we can obey him, we can get our work done. Yeah, and it will be okay in the name of Jesus. Intercessors, I am going to need you this morning to pray with me for Sherry, uh, Brother Louis' wife. She's a little bit under the weather again today, so we need to pray her through. And uh, I am even going over and ask the other second set of intercessors to pray with me uh, for Sherry today because we need God to deliver her, get her back on her feet, get her back doing well in the name of Jesus because God knows what she needs. Yeah, he's there for her. He's there for her. And uh, we're just waiting on him to move today for her. Quickly, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And so we are grateful that we can come before him anytime for anything. And he is never too busy to take care of what we need him to take care of. Hallelujah, Jesus. And so we thank him. Ah, oh, we thank him. We thank him. Can't thank him enough. Tell him we love him. We appreciate him. Hallelujah. We're grateful unto him. Oh, I'm so thankful this morning to have him in my life because I'm like the songwriter. If it had not been for the Lord on my side, tell me, where would I be? I couldn't even think of where I might be because I'm thinking I would be dead and gone. Yeah. Yeah, that's what world would have claimed me. Somebody probably would have killed me, you know. And uh, if not that, I would have lost, totally lost my complete mind. Yeah, I would have been, oh, goodness. But God is faithful and God is love. And uh, he loves us so much, way beyond, more beyond our wildest imagination. And so we're thankful unto him this morning. And today we're going to continue in the book of Ruth. It's only like uh, we may have two two, uh, chapters left. And there may be just one chapter left because there's only four. <laughs> Ruth is a very short book. And so we want to look at some things uh, in there. We, we talked about Naomi. and She uh, became a bitter woman. Her husband died. She lost the two sons and then lost the daughter-in-law. And so she go back home and, you know, people saying, is that Naomi? You know, because she done lost loved ones and the husband and sons who were taking care of her. And so she couldn't stay over in Moab because she had to go back because there wasn't no help for her over there. And she felt she was too old to work, you know, like we doing today. See, a lot of older ladies today still working. They've been working because they, they never had a man to take care of them. Some women never been married. And then some women got married, and the husband started off good, and for some reason he lost his mind, and he decided not to take care of his wife and responsibilities no more. So she had to get up and go to work to provide for herself. And uh, some women stay on with these kind of men. I, I couldn't do it. We <laughs> I couldn't do it. And uh, But he still expecting to get his 
husbandly duties out of this woman that he don't take care of and do his his wifely duties for her. So I, I, I don't know what people are doing today, but it's just not the it's just not what I could do. That's all. I I know I could not do it. And all the cheating and all the lying and all of that they're doing today, I can't do that either. I'm I'm not built that way. I can forgive and guess what? Let you go on down the road and forget. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. But I cannot forgive and stay with you and forget. I can't do that. But I can forgive you, let you get on down the road, or I get on down the road, and I forget you. And what you did to me, yeah, I can forget it. Let it go and move on. But what I see today, it's like women saying, well, a piece of man is better than no man, and at least I got a man come. That's not a man. That's a fool. Some kind of nut, you know, selfish nut at that. And he loves himself more than he'll ever love you, and that's not what the Scripture said. But see, they're not even church-going women. They're not living according to the word of God. Now, what they think they're doing, I'm staying with my husband because God said uh, to honor your husband. Now, you stand with him so you can say you got a piece of man. That's what you stand with him for because everything else God said you're not doing it. So you're just going to single out that one fleshly thing that you want to do. And stay with him, yeah, that's <laughs> that's what you're doing. But and then they think they fool. Oh my goodness, it's just it's just pathetic. But we pray for them. We pray for them because the world and the church going people they they need prayer. But the people of God, we need prayer too. The people of God, we obey God's word. If I was married and I was cutting up. You tell, because sometimes, you know, your flesh want to show out a little bit. And he put that word to me. I would fall back right in line so good it would just be pathetic. Yeah. And that's what we need, those kind of marriages. A man that honors the word of God, so if he out of line and I quote the word to him, he get right back in line. He repent to God, repent to me, repent to God, and, and pick up and keep going. And I don't hold it against him. And when I mess up, he don't hold it against me. Yeah, and we go on. So I hadn't found that yet. So I had to stay, uh-uh, stay single, as they call it, and keep it moving. Yeah. Because if I don't find God in him, I don't want him. No. If God is not ruling and reigning in his life and the spirit of the Lord is not leading and guiding him, he's allowing it. I can't do it. I cannot do it, and I can't raise no son. I cannot uh-uh, take the man back to school and all out like that. No, 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 no. Yeah, because God got something great. <laughs> yeah, in him, in him, God got something great in him. And so I will know it. And plus I know what my prayer was. So I've already told the Lord what he need to come doing and saying. And if he don't come saying and doing those things, bye, 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 bye. I don't mind going out laughing. 
are having fun, having a good meal. I don't mind that. And I'll pay for my own meal. I don't have no problem with that. But I do have a problem with, you think he's just going to keep with the foolishness. Now, I'm not the one. I thank God for a brain this morning because I see too many crazy women out here accepting crazy stuff. That's crazy. You take care of your husband. You take good care of him. And when he start acting like a donkey, you put the word to him. That don't work, then, well, Lord, I got to come to you now. And once I go to God and listen, he'll speak and whatever he says. If he says, stand still, that's what I got to do. He says, to take it, I got to take it. Don't move, I can't move. Move, I move. <laughs> yeah, it's just that simple for me, I promise. Yeah, because it, as you rehearse the things of God, and you've been with him a long time. He even said this in his words. It don't make you perfect. It don't make you better than anyone else. But he said, my sheep know my voice, and a stranger they will not follow. Now, that's what he said, and I believe every word. I believe every word, yeah. And what his word said has worked for me for many years, and I don't think in 2022 it will stop working. No, it won't. So we just got to hold on. Make God real in our lives. Make his word come alive in our lives. And don't skip over what we want to do. Because some of us, we just skip right over because, uh-uh. No, I don't want that part. I want this part over here that says, I'm the head and not the tail. Yeah, I, I, I don't want that part that says, if I'm disobedient, I don't belong to God. I, I don't want to hear that part. I want the part that says um, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. I I don't want to hear the part about the wages of sin, even my thoughts. The wages of sin is death. I just want to hear about the gift of God. If <laughs> yeah, see, we, we want to skip over some things, you know, and we can't do that. We got to eat the whole meal. We can't eat the dessert and leave the rest. Although I, I, I know uh, Jerry would like to do that, you know, she wants the dessert and don't eat no vegetables or nothing, meat. No, nah, I don't like meat, but bring me the pie. <laughs> and so we do that with God many times. Many of us, we do that with God. I'm raising my right hand because been there, done that. I'm guilty too. And he has to get me back on the right track, yeah. Now you're not going to have this and don't have that. you got to get that, and then I can give you this, yeah. So we trust him this morning. And if we really trust God and we really love him, we ought to show the signs of that. And it's not just talk, but it's our actions. Yeah, it's our actions. I've taken people, you know, so many places with me to, see what's going on, what I do, when I go out and stuff like that. And I, I'm grateful unto the Lord, and I thank him because he's an on-time God. And the songwriter said, yes, he is. Hallelujah. And I say the same thing. He's an on-time God. Yes, he is. He's a way maker, promise keeper. Oh, uh, yeah. 
He's the lover of our soul. He loves your soul. He wants you to be right. He wants you to do good. Uh huh. He wants you to prosper, even and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. So this is what I started doing. I said, Lord, maybe my knee was hurting so bad because I wasn't prospering in you. I was giving everything else and everybody else more attention than I was giving to your word, than I was giving to you. So let me go back and do some first work over. So I stopped playing any kind of movie, even recommended movie. People would recommend a movie to me. Now, I, I, I don't go there so quick because I'm, I'm looking at the book of Ruth. I'm looking at Esther. I'm looking at Deborah. I'm looking at the movie of the Acts of the Apostles and Matthew and John and Genesis, you know. And so, because it's real life movies. And, you know, when you've been in the Word, a lot of times you don't have to put it right there with you because you know. But if you haven't been in there often enough to know, then when you watch these movies, you open your Bible to whatever scripture that is. You know, I mean, whatever book, whatever chapter. If it's Jeremiah, then you read along. With the movie to see, you know, hey, is this really what God said that they putting on here? Uh, is this a part of them? Because some of it is some of what they put in there. It's not in the scripture. It's what they think should have gone on. I see that part I skip because no, no, no. The word said this, 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 yeah, and that. So we stay right there. And uh, it would help us if we stayed with godly things during our day and not what pleases the flesh. Because we are different people and we like different things. Some people like drama. I hate it. Some people like action. I love it. Some people like romance. I love it. And uh, horror. I hate it. So... You know, we pick and choose according to what we enjoy. But I tell myself, if God, if God is not in it, I don't want not any of it. Yeah. And sometimes I used to just watch a, a movie off a of recommendation to see what is this. And as I'm watching the movie, I can see God had nothing to do with this. These people just allowed the devil to come in and just take over. They never considered God is. My thing, I'm going to do what I want to do. And a lot of times I see that, I flip the channel. I, well, I, I, I turn it. I, I click over. Yeah, because I don't want to watch too much of that and get into that mindset. Because believe it or not, what you watch and what you hear will affect you. It will affect your thinking. This is why we pray, Father God, let this mind be in us that was also in your son, Christ Jesus, Jesus Christ. Yeah. We want to think like him. We want to have the same mentality because he wanted to please the Father. He wanted to obey God. And that was his purpose for coming, so that he could obey the Father. And then God just blessed us that, he comes that we might have a life and have it more abundantly. God added some things in there so that we could be blessed by his son, Jesus. 
but we got to look to the hills from which cometh our help. We got to wake up. We got to wake up. We're sleeping too long. And some of us, we feel like we've gotten older and it's not much we can do, but we got to keep working while it's day. You know, I hear preachers say, well, I retired from what? <laughs> from God? How are you retiring? That you may not do as much as you used to, but there's always work to be done. If I live to get 85, I'd like to be able to go to a center for children and talk with children about what they know about God. But, you know, I don't know the way it's looking. I don't know. Because they done flipped the world upside down. Anybody that's trying to protect children, like our governor, the governor of Florida, they're against him. Oh, they don't like him because he's trying to protect children. Because many parents have gone brain dead. Many parents are not dealing with the right mindset to take care of their own children. Oh, they're good providers. The child got a good, you know, college fund, you know, from the parents. They go, some of them, to the best schools, and they dress them well. They make sure that they're clean and go to the dinners. They're healthy. They're eating properly. But guess what? You don't protect what's most important for your child, and that's the child's heart and mind. An adult have to protect that. You can't let no people in the TV and the world protect your child. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? So our governor sees that these are some fools that live in Florida, so what he says is, let me step in and try to do what I can to protect the children. Because if you're allowing strip shows in front of children, I don't care what kind of strip show it is. If you blatantly out in the open celebrating what you're calling pride and got children involved in that, something is wrong. You're just not going to let a child grow up sane and make their own decisions. You're just going to catch. They say bring your child, and you just give your child to the devil. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. And they hate you. The devil used folk to hate because, number one, he's being exposed. Number two, it, it won't be evil like he wanted it to be. Number three, somebody's being spared from going to hell. He don't like that. He does not like that. And the people that that he's using, they do not understand. They don't. They don't. <laughs> this is why we pray for the world. We pray for the people that's in the world because, see, many are not like us. We are in the world, but we are not of it. And a lot of these people, they are in the world, and they are of the world. And they have no no regards when it comes to God. And some of them think that they can incorporate God in on what they believe. 
But I promise you, if it won't work, you got to incorporate yourself in on what God is and what God said to do and not to do. So we pray because many are lost already. And we pray that God will send more laborers into the vineyard. We lift him up and he will draw. He said he would draw all men. But you got a church full of folks, but you don't have the people of God. You just got some folk that go to church. They go for entertainment. They go to be a part of a club. They they go because they got somewhere to go. They go because it make them feel good. And some of them like to say, well, I went to church Sunday. You're not doing God no favor with that. I'm going to tell you how you show God you need some business. Get up and work unto him. Work while it's day. It's still a little bit of daylight left. Because when the light is gone, no man can work. You can't see in the dark. So we got to work. He need more laborers into the vineyard. On Jesus in the morning, he needs you woke so you can hear what he got to say to you. He don't need you to sleep. He don't need you to put that in file number two because it's no good for you. You don't like that part. It's boring. I don't want to hear that. Now, wake up. My friend and I, he was, I, I, I was at the prison Sunday, and I don't know why this song came to me. I was sitting there, and it, anybody ever heard, oh, it's an old song. I, I, I forgot. Is it the Every Brother? I don't forgot who sang it, but it says, wake up. Little Susie, wake up. Anybody ever heard that before? I know people my age should have heard it. But listen, we got to wake up. And now is that time. If you haven't been giving God what you should have been giving him, you know your heart is not right. You know you're not right. When I tell you if there was ever time to get right, it is right now. Because you don't know the day nor the hour when he's returning. You don't know what going to happen in this country. Listen to me. We've never saw things. Those of us that's been here a minute, we never saw things over here the way that they are now. It's as if the country flipped upside down. Everly Brothers, thank you, Brother Louis. And not only that, but guess what? It's like leadership. It's like they don't have their own mind. Something else is controlling these people. It's no way back in the day as far as I could see. And it was back then, it was there too because they built Disney World. Uh, let me put it that way. And they built it thinking one thing. People were thinking it was one thing when it was another. I worked there in the 70s, in my teenage years. Yeah, right there it is in Orlando. Look. If you don't protect your children, because see, we didn't know, we didn't, we didn't know. We we thought people meant what they said and said what they meant. We thought this was true stuff you was telling. I didn't have a son or daughter come and say, "Hey, I want to be a Girl Scout." Hey, I want to be a Boy Scout. I'm so thankful. My children' mind didn't work that way. And I trained them. I trained them. So 
if you came to them with any other foolishness than man and woman, boy or girl, boy and girl, man and woman, if you came to them with any other foolishness other than that, it, it was going to be bad for you because, look, they was going to act a fool. They were going to act a pure donkey. Yeah. But I didn't know as a parent what would come like that. You know, they would come and say, uh, I'm this or I'm that, and be a whole totally different thing. In other words, wolves in sheep clothing. They come like they want to help, but they have a motive to mess your child up because they messed up in their minds. Somebody touched them. Somebody molested them, raped them. And now that spirit entered them. And now they want to do it to some other child. But parents are not watching as well as praying. You can't trust the uncle, a cousin, a daddy, a granddaddy, a grandmama. A gr- you don't trust nobody with your children, not in 2022. You don't trust the school. If I had children, I would be messed up. I, I, if I had children still home, wasn't adults, I would be messed up. Because they couldn't go nowhere, nobody could come over. They couldn't go to public school. They would be homeschooled. Private school, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. No again. You would be homeschooled. You couldn't watch the normal TV and movies, everybody. No, 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 no. B-E-T, what is that? VH1, what is that? Oh, no, you can't watch any of that. Because from childhood, I mean a baby, I'm programming everything for you. And I got to watch, and I got to know. Everything you watching, I got to know what's in the person. What kind of person is this? Because they said one thing and they doing another. I saw that with Walt Disney. So I cannot afford to allow the devil to to snatch my children. That's ridiculous. Yes, it did. Yes, it did, Brother Lewis. Brother Lewis said, I lived in Orlando before Disney. They built Disney and the population exploded. It was all downhill from there, and that was so true. I came to live there right after Disney was was built and going. They was hiring people. The younger you are, the better it was for them. And they had it on lockdown. You hear me? And there was a reason for the lockdown. ID, da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da. You get that, got to go through this and go through that. And when you come out, it, oh, it was, a, it was just crazy. Sea world, any kind of world, any kind of land, any kind of anything, I cannot, I would not allow my children to be a part of it, 
even if I'm there with them. Because if I'm supporting it, if I pay to get in there, if I'm supporting it, I'm just as guilty uh, as doing it to other parents' children. No, I can't do it. Birthday, it would be at home, your birthday party. And I will watch every move. Uh-huh. Uh, and they would have a daddy, so he, you, you got to help me with this. And he probably would be crazier than I am with it. Yeah. Mhm. Ridiculous. But that's what we got today. But we, the people of God, we are in the world, but we are not of the world. And when my grandchildren are with me, I'm watching. Yeah, you got to watch as well as pray. And you see something out of pocket, say something that don't look right, say something. Yeah, because you're trying to protect this child. Because the devil is after children in this hour, real bad. He's so after the children, he done messed up the leadership mind. And he done, he's able to come into the school system and attack your children with foolishness, with things that's against God. He's able to get in anywhere, basketball, football, anywhere the children are, Girl Scout, Boy Scout, anywhere the children are. Leadership has lost their mind. And have allowed the enemy to come in and be against your child. While they're pretending to help your child, that's not what's happening. And see, a lot of them don't notice what they're doing. A lot of them don't know that the devil is using them. I, it's sad, but it's true. Yep. And it's real. It is real. And I feel so sorry for parents. Still got babies, still got elementary children, junior high, even senior high. Yeah, it's bad. I thank God I got mine out of that house when I did. I thank God I went on and had children and got it over with. He said, be fruitful and multiply. Got married, had children. Yeah, they, they, they grown now. <laughs> no babies, no teenagers. Thank you, Jesus, because I couldn't do it in this hour. I would have been in jail probably, and I might have been where I died at because I, I would have been just straight up crazy. Yeah. We're going to the next request song of the morning, and when we come back, we're coming back with the book of Ruth, the book of Ruth. And uh, get your thoughts together this morning. You may want to say something. Uh, it could be concerning children. It could be concerning the book of Ruth. But feel free to press that number one and come in today. So listen, let's go to this one. One day I wasn't living, deep in sin. 
You've heard the words since you were in Sunday school. You have heard these professors remind you of them both in words of warning as well as words of encouragement and maybe even a few testimonies. A counselor, a friend, a minister of music, whatever capacity you'll serve in on mission field or here at home, you'll use these two words. And they are trust. God. Two single syllable words that you have heard forever, but you will discover as time passes how difficult they are to obey. Trust God. Of course, I have no way of knowing what the future holds for you. You may lose your home and everything in a fire. You may lose your spouse to an early disease, detected but not cured. You may lose your dreams, your hopes. You may lose a relationship that you have cultivated over the years. All losses are painful. And you will be brought back over and over again to the words of Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. I know, I know, you memorized them in vacation Bible school or when you were growing up at the knee of a godly mother and or father. And your lips will move as I quote them, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight all your heart all your ways trust trust now, we have a problem with this because of several things. First of all, we are too blame self-sufficient. We have learned how to get ourselves out of jams rather than acknowledging the jam has very well been either directed or permitted by our sovereign God to teach us. And by not trusting Him... We short-circuit the test and go our own way, getting ourselves out of our own mess. We're too self-sufficient. Another reason we fail this test is because we're too quick to call on others. We have a lot of very capable friends. As life unfolds and you leave this school and you're involved in your church, your work of ministry, your realm of responsibility, you'll meet other people, many of them much smarter than you are, most of them richer than you are, better connected than you are, and some of them will become good friends, and they will become your crutch. They have connections. And when you're up against it, they will, they'll get you through it. 
Another reason we don't trust is because we feel distant from the God of heaven. Don't feel too guilty about that. So did Job, as godly as he was. And yet Job said, in the midst of all of the loss, though he slay me, I will trust in him. Though he take me off this earth in the process, I leave trusting him. I will trust him. The fourth reason I would name is that we have cultivated the bad habit of worry. Uh, many of you are much better at worrying than you are at trusting. If you were to put together a worry list, it would outrun your prayer list. And you're worried right now about something. Most likely, it's related to something about your schoolwork, some course, some class, some test, or maybe your finances. You don't have enough money. I'll give you a word of encouragement. You'll never have enough money. So you're worried now. You're getting good at it, so you can carry that with you when you graduate because you won't have enough money then. So you're worried about that. And you do not trust God. See how practical it is? And if you think you're going to outgrow the problem, take it from this old guy today, you won't ever outgrow it. It's like lust. You never outgrow lust. You just learn to fake it. I remember attending a Navigator conference when Lauren Sandy was president. We were at Glen Erie and they had a returned missionary I think an 87, 88-year-old gentleman who um, uh, Lauren brought up to the platform, and he's a longtime navigator, and Lauren said, tell me, Dr. So-and-so, when did you conquer lust? The old man said, well, Lauren, hasn't happened yet. <laughs> You'll never conquer worry. It's part of the flesh. You want to, but the only way you will get through it so that you will learn from the test is to trust, to trust. To put the worry on hold, to set it aside, deliberately shoving it away and saying, God, at this moment, I rest in you and you alone. If you're married, God help my spouse and me to trust you. To lean on you, to wait on you, to listen to you, to endure the test with you. I put together a quick list of things that reveal how little we trust. When you choose to, to worry, you do not trust. When you try to fix what is impossible, you do not trust. When you hurry ahead and don't wait 
for the Lord to, to move and to change. You, you do not trust. When you lie awake, twisting and turning at night, you do not trust. When you doubt biblical principles and promises that are right here in the book you love and study, you do not trust. When you turn to others first for help, you do not trust. When you listen to human counsel and give a higher priority to that, then the principles you have just learned, you do not trust. When you manipulate and maneuver situations, you do not trust. When you step in and take charge without praying and being led by the Spirit of God, you do not trust. When you cling to others in order to feel secure and needed and loved, you do not trust. The list goes on and on. See how easy it is to live in the flesh? How easy it is to disobey trust in the Lord with all your heart? Wouldn't it be a great project over the Christmas season this year to think through ways that you can begin to trust God regardless? Hopefully it'll be a project that you and a good friend or you and your mate can enter together. What is it we do that keep us from trusting God? And how can we break that habit and watch God break through in ways that we would never have expected? Cynthia and I have a longtime friend who was raised with four brothers in southwest Texas. They were raised on a very poor uh, ranch. They eked out a living. One of the brothers wound up getting into Baylor, going on to UCLA Law School, and earning his degree in law, and has since become a very fine attorney in the Southern California area. We've been friends since the mid-1970s. One of his four brothers stayed at the ranch and developed it, cultivated it. The other brothers moved away, as did our friend. And the one who stayed, along with his wife, really turned the ranch into something much more successful. Grew crops that worked, got cattle, bred them, sold them. Little by little, kind of got on their feet and finally became pretty much financially stable. Then the fires of 2011 across Texas swept through their area. And they came to that ranch. By now they knew they would lose all, all the cattle. They simply opened the gate and amazingly those animals know where to go. Usually know where to go to find shelter and safety. And they fled. Hundreds of them and they barely left, unable to get anything, much of anything in their pickup, and they drove away. Came back a number of days later when allowed to enter this territory, and uh, everything was melted. Everything. 
everything. Even the metal roof on the shed, on the barn, had melted down and sort of peeled its way over. And, and what it landed on, it kind of was the, that metal profile. It's everything is lost. All possessions, all pictures, thankfully no lives. Strangely, the cattle got back and were clustered around in a herd around an enormous oak tree and they were able to to get them back of course the fence had burned so that has to be rebuilt and they said to one another we realize at that moment our faith would either kick into action or we would move far away from the god we had loved and served they chose the former they determined they would rebuild they're in the process right now living with a brother putting house and home back together having lost it all and the lord taught me through my shameful response he'll win this battle trust him trust me trust god just to rest upon his promises just to know thus saith the lord trust god hallelujah hallelujah i love listening uh, to that is teaching us to trust God and not others or even ourselves, but we must trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not to our own understanding. In all of our ways, we acknowledge God, we pray, and it's Him that directs our path, the way that we're going, the way that we should go, uh, the way that will bring the best results for us. Yeah, we acknowledge him in all our ways and he direct our path. We don't be want to be wise in our own eyes. We don't want to see what the results are going to be because we don't know. But we don't be wise in our own eyes. We fear almighty God and depart from evil. Whatever we're doing that's not right, we stop doing it. We make a choice. And we let God be the God of our lives. Almighty God, Jehovah. He's got all power. There's no higher power. But many days we're focused on us, not him. We are focused on what we want, what we want the outcome of this thing to be. And that way we can't get the results that God has for us because we're in the way. (laughs) We are in his way. We're doing it our way. We're doing it for us. But if we'll do it for him according to his word, according to his will, we will get the best results. Many days, many days I'm working. Many, I, some days I'm tired. I, I don't feel like I could go not one more phone call. I, I, I can't text back one more message. I let me go so that he can live, so that he can move, so that he can bless the person. And he come right in, and it's not much for me to do. He take care of it, and I'm free. Yeah, 
but I can't lean to my own understanding. I can't lean to I'm feeling tired. I'm overwhelmed. I got to give it to him, and he fixes it all. Oh, yes, he does. He's that kind of God because he loves us all, the good, the bad, and the ugly. He loves us all. And there's so much going on now. And it appears to me every time I look out, I see people with more tattoos. One person more and more and more and more and more and more tattoos. And I'm thinking to myself, does he or she want to be human? Or is it that they want to look like some type of walking billboard or some type of self-advertising? What's in me? I'm putting it outside on my skin to show you what's in me and what I'm thinking. And people don't even realize they're doing it because they're following a trend. They're following what the world said is is common and what the world said is okay to do this. But we always bought with a price. Whether we receive Jesus or not, he paid a handsome price for us, his blood, his suffering, bleeding, hanging, dying. Oh, but thank you, Jesus. Ha. He went down into hell and conquered all and rose with all power. Today there's no higher power, but if you don't know, you don't know. And if you don't give God a chance, how would you know? If you don't believe, if you don't get in his word praying and believing, how would you know you can't know? And many think they, they go to the church and they accept Jesus or wherever somebody led them to Christ. They've been led to the Lord, and that's the end of the story, but it's not. I went to God. He blessed me, but I had to continue in him. It didn't just stop there at the window that day when I received him. I had to continue on in him. I had to pray and get in the word and let the word get in me. I allowed his word to hide in my heart. I hid it, that I might not sin against him, that I may not sin against him. May means I can or I can't. May means I may do it and I may not do it, but I choose to do it. And, Lord, help me to do it. Help me to obey your word daily, apply it to my everyday life. Because many times that's not what we're doing. We're, we're doing enough to get God's attention because of what we want. But, Lord, not my will, but your will be done in my life. And strengthen me as your will is being done in my life. Because whatever is going on with you, believer, good or bad, his will is being done. And if we accept what he allows, we will be better off anyway, waiting for a better day. Because God did what he did because he's changing you and he's changing your situation. Oh, it, it looked like a good situation. I was happy in that situation. 
I had gotten common with it. I had got familiar with it. It, it, it was a familiar place, you know, and I kind of took it for granted because I didn't never think it would change. But guess what? God changed it because he wants you. And he's got something special for you. Lord, what is it? Let me do it. Let me step out in faith and whatever it is. Some women have a women's ministry. They've been battered, beaten, abused, raped. All kind of things has happened to women. Men have gone through as well. Some black men, been, uh, uh, they saw the prejudice against them. They heard what was said about them. They've gone through much too. Many men. Other men have gone through, been rejected, all kind of things. But God allowed it because he wants you. He wants your attention. He made you for his pleasure. He brought you forth to do a work unto him. He called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. But you, you, you don't stay in the light. You, you, you prefer to stay in your flesh because it feels good to do things for yourself, for your flesh. But if we'll learn to accept what God allowed, there's a day coming when you, you, you'll be able to say what I say. I know I've been redeemed. I know I'm doing the will of God. <laughs> I know he loves me. I know I can depend on him. He's faithful. I can count on him. He's always there. He never leaves me. Never, never. He has never left me. Even before I fully accepted him, he was right there all the time. I had the blinders on and couldn't see. But he has always loved me through the good and the bad. A lot of things I went through, I didn't have to. I did it to myself. Oh, but when I received him, he fixed it all for me. And he's continuing to fix it. I had to be healed. And still, there's a healing process that's still going on in me. I was messed up when I came to him. I had my own world I was living in. Yeah, I was in the world and of the world. Whatever the world said was the thing, that's what I was doing. Now, I couldn't get with the tattoos. That wasn't my world. Uh-uh. Painful stuff. I, I don't like, period. I never liked being drunk. I tried to be high with marijuana. That didn't really work either. I'm a natural nut. I, I'm naturally high. All the time, I'm high. <laughs> yeah. So the marijuana and whatever else, no, I didn't need it. The liquor, no, keep all of that. I don't need that. I can have a good time without a drink. I never knew what it was to snort cocaine. That wasn't me. I never knew what it was to shoot heroin. That wasn't me. Pill popping wasn't me. Yeah, because I can have a good time without anything. Just naturally, just me, plain me. I can say funny stuff and just laugh and everybody laughing, you know. Wasn't the life of the party, but went to the party and had a good time. And those that hanged around me at the party, they had a good time too. No drink in my hand. No stick of weed in other hand. No, no, no. God is a good God. Yes, he is. 
and he's on all our side today if we will allow him to be. He's for us, even for the world. If they would choose him, he won't force himself. We must come to him. Hallelujah. He was there all the time, but I had to come to him to find out that he was there. And then I found out what he could do for me. I found out what I could really do for him that I never thought I could do. Never thought about. God is faithful. Hallelujah. And I'm thankful unto him today. Anybody thankful he turned your whole life around? I was going in this direction. He come and he changed the direction for a better me, for a better life. I've never lived this good in my life before. And I'm not talking about materialistically. I'm not talking about what I live in, where I live. I'm not talking about what I have, the clothes I wear, the shoes. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about peace, joy, overwhelming joy, happiness. No matter what happens, I still have joy. I'm talking about no matter what happens, love one die. You may lose this and lose that because you're getting older. I yet have joy. My hair turning white, beautifully white. I yet have joy. In that other life, see, I would have been crying, oh, I'm getting old. My hair gray. Oh, I got to go diet. Hair looking young and I'm looking old like a fool. No, ma'am. No, sir. Uh-uh. I'm not holding on to what God is moving away. He's moving the youth and bringing in the maturity. My hair represents I have wisdom. When I open my mouth to speak to young people, especially young women, it should demonstrate I'm a wise older woman who can teach you something. Yeah. But people miss the whole mark of it. They die they have. Erica got hers. Erica got hers at the root. It's all white. And then the black on the top. I said, girl. And then the front, she just let the white just, I said, girl. <laughs> it is beautiful. But we want to hold on. We're using face creams to tone our face. And look here, I'm leaving. Let those that's coming come on. But I'm I, I'm headed out of here. Yeah. And I'm thankful unto the Lord for my life that he allowed me to have here. And now my life is hid in him. Hallelujah. Let's look at the book of Ruth. And I went back a little bit to yesterday's, the third chapter, because I read it kind of fast and, uh, to, you know, make sure I don't overtime it or whatever. But we're going to look back at the third chapter of Ruth. We know that uh, Naomi and her husband, you know, they had to leave and go to a different place because where they were, their homeland was in famine. You know, I'm assuming uh, no job, no food, no this, no that. And so they left to go to another place. Well, they had two sons. And for 10 years, you know, they was over there and things was going good. Then the sons took wives, Oprah and Ruth. 
husband died. Then the two sons died. So now Ruth is left with two daughter-in-law. And see, men back then, and it should be that way today, but, you know, but men back then, they took care of the family. The dad gone, the two boys would have taken care of the mama and the wives. The dad was living, and the boys, they took care of the women, the house, you know, the bills, <clears throat> everything. But now the two boys gone. Ruth, I mean, uh, Naomi's left with Oprah and Ruth. And they tell her, we're going to stay with you. We're not leaving you. But she's telling them, look, you got your own family. Go back to your parents. I can't have any more children. And even if I have two more sons, they're not going to be old enough to do what your your husbands did before they left you, which is take care of you. So go on. But Oprah left. I said, well, she's right. I got to go because I, I got to survive. I got to live because evidently she did not know God in the way that he is. He's a provider. He takes care. He meets needs. Even back then, he was the same God that he is today. So Oprah leaves, and now it's just Ruth. And Ruth got to go and get some type of job, some type of something going because she wants to take care of her mother-in-law, Naomi. Naomi became bitter. She's, you know, God don't love me. He don't have nothing for me. He's punishing me. And a lot of women and men think like that today because things are not going good for them. It's a trial. You're in the midst of a trial, but they feel like, oh, God done forgot me. He don't love me. In 19, uh, I mean, in 2003, I did this and I did that, so now I'm being punished for it. No. God is trying to teach you in the midst of anything, I can be there. In the midst of anything, I can turn it around. In the midst of anything, I can bring somebody who will provide for you, somebody who will uh, take care of you. Even in your older age, sometimes older people feel like, well, all my children dead. All my brothers and sisters and their children are gone. I don't have nobody. It's just me. All my immediate family is gone. I don't know where any second, third, fourth cousins are. It's just me. And they feel like they want to give up. Some days they wake up in a bad mood because they're afraid, and then they feel in some type of way because it's just me. But how about this? How about God is able to raise a stranger up to provide for you? He's able to raise a stranger up that will see something good in you, and this stranger will love you and love you enough to make sure every need in your life is met. You're looking crazy because you're thinking, who does this? Almighty God that have all power. <laughs> the one who made the heavens and the earth, the one who made man, all man. And when I say man, it's a generic term. I mean man and woman. He made them for his pleasure. I've heard people say it until I got to know him. I didn't understand. But he's got a mighty sweet way about himself, a mighty sweet way of doing things. 
cause some stranger to provide for you. Not just in your older age, you could be much younger. And they see something good in you and they say, now, why is this person left alone? I could do this and I could do that for them and come in and begin to do it. And you can't shake them off. You can't tell them, get on away from here. I don't need your help. They're not going anywhere. And sometimes they may do things undercover for you because basically they have been assigned to bless you. So here's bitter Naomi with one daughter-in-law. Not daughter, but daughter-in-law. But she calls her daughter because Ruth has demonstrated to Naomi she is her daughter. So in verse 1 of chapter 3, it says this, And Naomi, her daughter-in-law, said to her, My daughter, I am not to get you a resting place where you may be in comfort. I don't have a way of taking care of you, Ruth. I don't have anything else to give you. I can't make you comfortable. I don't have anything. Verse 2 says, and now, is there not Boaz, our relation, with whose young women you were? See, tonight he is separating the grain from the waste in in his grain floor. Remember, she went to the field, and she went to the field to work, and they allowed her to work. And she was such a good root. She was such a good worker, she didn't even take lunch breaks. She didn't take the little 15-minute break on the side after lunch later on. She continued to work. (laughs) So the supervisor saw Ruth and her work and how faithful she was at working. So when Boaz come, he see her, and he asked the supervisor. The owner of the company asked the supervisor, well, who is that? What's going on? Oh, she's a great worker, boss. She don't take breaks. She don't slack on the job. She don't go to the bathroom and stay too long on the clock to kill time. She's a faithful worker. So now Boaz go to Ruth, and he talks to her, and he tells her nobody will bother you. I put the word out that no man will, will, will bother you, and, and, and I want you to stay with my women's servants over there. They'll take care of you. You'll be safe with them. Keep working. And he saw Ruth worth. So he said, look, y'all leave some of the heads of, uh, of the cabbage that when Ruth come through, she can get something to take home. And then he found out she was taking care of the mother-in-law. And I'm sure Ruth went home dirty and tired and she out in the field working. And she bring home to the mother-in-law what she can because she's determined to take care of that mother-in-law. God gave her that mother-in-law who lost her husband and her sons, lost her protection, her providing. And here come Ruth, the daughter-in-law. So verse 2 said, and now, is there not, Boaz, our relation with whose young women you were? See, tonight he is separating the grain from the waste in his grain floor. 
related to us. Ruth, didn't he put you with his servant women to take care of you and everything? Look, tonight he's going to be separating the grain from the waste and the grain floor. Three says, so take a bath, and after rubbing your body with sweet oil, go on, put your perfume and everything on. Put on your best robe. Put your best dress on, Ruth, and go down to the grain floor. But do not let him see you till he has come to the end of his meal. When he's done with everything in his dinner, verse says, but see to it when he goes to rest that you take note of the place where he is, where he is sleeping. And go in there and uncover his feet. Take your place by him, and he will say what you are to do. Miss Ditter right here knew some things. <laughs> yeah, older women know some things, younger women. Verse 5 says, and she said, I will do all you say. Now, how many daughter-in-laws would have said that to their mother-in-law? I had a pretty good mother-in-law, ex-mother-in-law, but she wasn't a godly woman. She didn't, you know, she knew of God, but she didn't know God. One of the ones that had the form of godliness and denied the power thereof went to church every Sunday. I mean, dressed to kill, as they say. Drove the brand-new Cadillac every Sunday to church, had shoes, everything matching. Diamonds round the eyeglass. Just, just just, looking beautiful. But her heart was far from God. Would fight in the church. I'm telling you the truth. So I wouldn't have been able to say I, I can do all that you would tell me to do. All that you said to me and gave me instructions to do, I could do it. I couldn't say that to my mother-in-law. But look what Ruth says to hers. And she said, I will do all you say. Verse 6 says, so she went down to the grain floor and did all her mother-in-law had said to her. Verse 7 says, now Boaz had taken meat and drank, and his heart was glad. He went to take his rest at the end of the mass of grain. Then she came softly and, uncovering his feet, went to rest. Look, she told her, now, hey, don't let him see you. Go down there, but wait until he finished eating. Don't interrupt him before he eats. Because most people, even women, after we've had a good meal, oh, we're happy. <laughs> we're satisfied. We're full. And now it's the end of our day. We had our shower and everything. We're ready to go lay down. So we go to bed. So here come Ruth now. She creeps in and uncovers his feet. Yeah. Verse 8 says, now, in the middle of the night, the man awakening uh, from his sleep in fear and lifting himself up saw a woman stretched at his feet because she laid down at his feet the rest, too. And he waking up all startled and everything. What is this? And when he looked, it was a woman stretched out at his feet. Verse 9 says, and he says, who are you? And she answered and said, I'm your servant, Ruth. Take your servant as wife, for you are a near relations. I'm in your family already. Just go ahead and take me as your wife. Marry me. Huh? Ooh, Ruth did the proposing. Okay. So verse 10 says, and he said, may the Lord give you his blessing, my daughter. 
even better than what you did at the first is this last kind act you have done and not going after young men with or without wealth. So Boaz was an older guy. And they told me way back in the day, you know, coming up, you know, how women talk. Yeah, you need your older man. Yeah, you know, they taught y'all kind of things, but you, you had to get the feel for stuff because you knew what you liked. Yeah. So he told her, he said, now, this is better than what you did in the field, glean, uh, not glean, but what you were doing, doing the, the heads and the grain and all, working hard. This is better than that because she came in there at his feet, uncovered him, and I'm sure she laid close to him to keep him warm. He didn't even know his feet wasn't covered. She kept his feet warm. So he said, now, uh, it's not going, you did a kind act you, you, that you've done, and, and you didn't go after young men with or without wealth. They was poor or rich. That's not what you did. Eleven says, and now, my daughter, have no fear. I will do for you whatever you say. But it is clear to all my townspeople that you are a woman of virtue. You're a good woman. You don't just fry around. You're not a loose woman. You don't just think any kind of old way. You don't do just any old thing. See, uh, women lost a lot of good things because... <laughs> They decided to do what it is they wanted to do, and it wasn't godly. And then they took on the ways of the world. And a lot of women got tired of being abused by men. And a lot of this is because of your choosing. The woman chose the wrong man. Sometimes she was forced into it. It was a pre-marriage set up with the parents. That wasn't her fault. But now you choosing on your own. And you choosing the wrong man. Yeah, you thought it was one way, it's another. A lot of times, like me, I made a big mistake, big, biggest mistake I think I ever made in my life, was to marry the wrong man. I'm not looking at his heart. I'm not looking at how he choose to do what's good. I'm looking at how he's good-looking, He's got nice hair. Listen to me, because I know they do all of this. I'm looking at the way he, his body is shaped. He, he pump iron. He's a bodybuilder to a certain degree. He's not all into it, you know. But he pumped himself up, to, you know, to shape himself to look just right. He was bow-legged, you know, and it, 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 it was just amazing just to see him. And I married, and he worked. Today, what a lot of people call a good job. He was in the union, AFL-CIO International something. And what the average man would make in a month, he would make it in a week. And so I'm looking at all of this, and I'm looking at how he's kind to me, and he'll give me gifts that never considered his heart, his, his, his upbringing from childhood, what kind of parents he had, none of that. I'm looking at him. And married him off the outer appearance, not the heart. The inner appearance was in his heart. I married him because of the way he looked and the way he carried himself. 
consider him a thoroughbred man. That's what I'm thinking. Rough, rugged, and real. It was rough and rugged. <laughs> but we we won't worry about real over there on that side. <laughs> Not today and no other day. I can't say the man haven't changed. It's been 40 years, I'm sure. Or almost close to it. I married young. Verse 12 says, Now it is true that I am a near relation, but there is a relation nearer than I. Verse 13 says, so he told her, look, I, I'm, a, I'm a near relation. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the family. But there's a relation that's nearer than I am. Verse 13 says, take your rest here tonight and in the morning if he will do for you what it is right for relations to do very well. Let him do so. But if he will not, then by the living Lord, I myself will do so. So there, there was another kinsman, another person related. And so Boaz is saying, well, if he don't marry, if he won't do right by you, then, you know, I'm giving you my word by God that I'll, I'll do it myself. Verse 14, and see, that's another thing. You never know who God have in place for you. We don't want to just take up with the first thing coming along. We want to wait on the Lord. I'm talking to the believer. I'm talking to the Christian, those that say they are the saints of God. I'm not talking to just church-going folks. Because church-going folks, they don't apply the word to their life daily. They apply it when it benefits them. But the people of God, we apply this daily. Not because it fit us and make our flesh feel good. Even when our flesh don't feel good, we still apply the word of God. Yeah. So he told her, you know, take your rest here tonight and in the morning. If he will not do you right, then I'm going to do it. 14 says, and she took a rest at his feet till the morning. And she got up before it was light enough for one of uh, one to see another. And he said, let it not come to anyone's knowledge that the woman came to the grain floor. Look, go ahead. She got up early in the morning before anybody could see her. And um, she went on. And he told her, don't, let, don't tell nobody about this. Don't tell nobody that a woman came to the grain floor. Because it wasn't something that women, I'm assuming, were allowed to do. They, they wasn't respected as the ladies if they went to the grain floor. So 15 says, and he said, take your robe, stretching it out in your hands. And she did so. And he took six measures of grain and put them, in, put them into it and gave, gave it to her to take. And she went back to the town. Now, she laid at his feet. She didn't lay with him. There was no sexual, nothing went on. She kept his feet warm, and Ruth proposed to Boaz. Yeah. So now, she got up and got a robe on and everything, and she, you know, he gave her six measures of grain, and he put it, you know, Well, he gave her six measures of grain. That's what I'm going to say. And she took it and she went back to the town. 16 says, and when she came back, her mother-in-law said to her, how did it go with you? 
my daughter. And she gave her an account of all the man had done to her. Yeah, he let her stay, he let her slept at his feet, kept his feet warm, he gave her some six measures of grain and things. So 17 says, and she said, he gave me six measures of grain, saying, do not go back to your mother-in-law without, I mean, with nothing in your hands. 18 says, then she said, do nothing now, my daughter, till you see what will come of this, for the man will take no rest till he has put this thing. He won't take no rest until he done thought it through. And he may just come to you before this other character that he told you about. He told you there's another relations closer than he was. But he may just, you know, bypass him and come on and bless you. And this reminds me of this. We can be down in the valley. And what I mean by down in the valley, we can be in a place where we have nothing. It's not just for women, it's for men too. We got a job, but look like we'll never promote on the job. Uh, Our days are spent with thinking about how can I get ahead, how can I get more. Uh, My children are getting older, they need more. I only get 25 cents a year more or dime more or whatever. And I just need more. I have nothing but these children. Even the house I live in, I don't own it. I'm renting an apartment or I'm renting a house. And I'm making a car payment and a car has gotten older. Uh, it needs tires. It, it needs a, a, a tune-up or whatever. And I just don't have all that I feel I need. And when it comes to my children, I I can't really put anything aside for them. I can't put money aside for them to go to college. I, I, I just don't have it. I'm talking again to the believer, the Christians, the one that say they're the saints of God, the people of God. Prayer is always in order. Always. It's never out of season. God never shut his door. He never turned off his phone. (laughs) He never turns the computer off. He's always there. The tablet is wide open. Prayer is always in order. So we go to God in prayer about every little thing. The songwriter said, sums it up so beautifully. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs we bear. Why, Barbara? All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer, every little thing to God in prayer. Because, look, God may not just say, well, I'm looking over there at John, and John has four children and a wife, and uh, I'm just going to bless John with some money. Or someone in John's family passes away and leave a, a, a lump sum of money for John that he never have to worry about of his family or anything again. That, that may not be the way God does it. He may come in and give John a bright idea. And it could be for the company he worked for, and he get recognition for that. 
not only do they promote him, but they give him better pay. Then it could be an idea that God gives to John, and John expresses the idea, and even the world loves it, and God lead and guide him to the right person, or, or lead and guide the right person to him, and he get copyrighted and everything all set up, and this is his. No one can take it, no one can copy it, no one can claim it. It, 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 they want to imitate it, but it can't be duplicated. So now John is well on his way. But in the midst of all of this, John never forget God. He never forget where his blessing comes from. He never forgets to trust in the Lord with all his heart and lean not to his own understanding. In all his ways, he acknowledged God. He prayed, and God directs his path. Even when he becomes wealthy, he don't be wise in his own eyes. He fear God and depart from evil. He want to do right. He reaches back, and he blesses his family members, not just his wife and children, but he blessed other family members, those that he know are striving and struggling and, you know, they believe in God. Then he sees some people over here and he sets some things up to be a blessing to these people. And there's no middleman in there who's got to get a salary off of helping you. It's not through an agency. It's through something he set up that he know every dime is going to people. He don't have to pay a payroll. He don't have to pay for a building or anything overhead. He just gives straight to the people. God is able to do this for you. But prayer is the key. Your faith and trust will open the door to God so that he can bless you. The key, the main key is to believe. Because we learn this. When we first come to God, we must believe. We must believe that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I said diligently, faithfully, continually, always seeking him. This is why I don't play uh, any kind of music in my truck. God bless me with the new truck, so guess what? I play what pleases him. I play what causes me to praise. I pray what inspires me more to draw closer to him and obey his word more. Same thing in my house. He gave me the house. So only things are going to go on in here that he can accept and that he's pleased with. Not just any and every old thing can go on in here. I've had a couple of cookouts, they call them, you know. A couple of times the family come over, 4th of July, whatever. But there was no drinks being passed around in here. Nobody was getting drunk. Everybody was high off laughter. And I went, you know, I'm that kind of person. I went back to the old days. Remember this. Remember that. And then each one of them started telling old family stories. Then we got, we, we'd get together and we sang. Yeah. We come from that. That kind of thing. We begin to sing gospel songs. And remember your part. You used to lead this song. Okay, sing your part. Okay, now you get your... That kind of thing. 
I can't say it like I used to. Well, do the best you can. Well, don't nobody laugh, all this kind of stuff. And we just laugh anyway, even before they sang the part, you know. God is faithful to his people, and he's looking for people that's going to be faithful to him. He's looking for people who won't forget him. And look, to prove it, he said this, if we'll keep our mind on him, it's him that will keep us in perfect peace. Did you get that? But we must keep our mind on him. We must remember God. I know you have to work in a circle of the world. I know corporate is the pure devil. And I know they don't love nobody but the dollar bill and the number. But if God bless you to work for corporate America, tell him about corporate and watch God open a door for you. You may have to wait now because God don't always move overnight. He don't always move in 10 minutes. But he's always moving. <laughs> Hallelujah. He's for you today. He said if he be for you, he's more than the whole world against you. You know how big the world is? So you don't have to be a corporate. Do right. Do what you're supposed to do. Tell God about the rest. And if there's something you can't do, you need to go to him and let him know, Lord, I want to be a good worker for a good day's pay. But I'm not quite getting this right here. And I want to go a little bit beyond what they're asking me on this. Lord, would you move for me? You go to sleep and all of a sudden all of this come to you. How to put this that way and this. And when you present it, they love it. You're getting ready. The meeting has ended. You're getting ready to go out the door. They're patting you on your back. And the boss comes and say, you know, John, I think I got something for you. He give you a bonus. That's not your yearly bonus. It's just a little something on the side here to encourage you more. But you prayed your way to that. You praise your way to that. Sometimes you have to go in the bathroom on the job and just lift your hands to God in the stall and just begin to praise him right there. No words coming out your mouth, but you're praising from your heart right there. Been there and done that. I worked off and on 32 years for the same man, and he was something to reckon with. You hear me? And there were days I had to go to the bathroom and talk to the Lord because he had put a hard task before me. I can remember a couple of times he would threaten me. That was in my younger years of working for him. But see, as I got older and got in there longer, I realized he, he's not letting me go. I left and he brought me back. I left and he brought me. And everywhere he went to open a, a labor pool, he, I need you to come to Jacksonville with me. Hey, I'm in Orlando. Can you come over here? I, I got your place and everything, but I, I need your help. One day I said, I got to go. He said, no, because nobody can help me. People don't understand day labor like you do. The old day labor expects it. I need somebody with all of that. Don't leave, don't leave. I did well stay for two weeks. I ended up staying another 12 years. Yeah. God is faithful. God is faithful. So look, we don't want to become bitter over situations. This is a beautiful passage. This is a beautiful book about the mother-in-law and the daughter-in-law. A 
about Boaz. Men and women, I won't buy Boaz. It's a beautiful story. We're going to finish up for it tomorrow. Beautiful. Well, three. We'll finish three and, and, and get to four tomorrow. We'll finish those two books. But listen, chapters, rather. But I want you to know God is faithful. He can raise up a stranger to provide for you. He can raise up a stranger that can be there for you. It reminds me of Margaret. I was there for Margaret until God worked it out with her daughter. The daughter and I was friends first. Well, the daughter come to me for prayer and counseling, let's say. And we, we talked and we talked, and I would try to, you know, get her to see, get her to see. She couldn't see because she only looking at the fleshly part. I'm trying to get her to see the spiritual part. I'm trying to get her to see God is able. She couldn't see it. Well, I beat the mother. The mother's in dire straits. So I go ahead and forget her, forget the daughter, and I begin to work to get the mother what she needed. I'm working right here on the computer, Social Security, da-da-da-da-da, because the mother in her 80s, and she didn't have the, uh, what they call it, the Medicare card, that red, white, and blue. So I'm working to get these things done. I'm working to get food delivered to her house, 80 years old. She don't feel like cooking. These are wholesome, healthy, nutritious meals that she just pop in the oven or pop in the microwave Dinner is served, and Margaret don't eat a lot. So when it came to glasses and dentures and uh, a medical appointment and all of these things, da, 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 I'm typing it out. I'm banging it out on the computer. Yvonne calls me, and she give me the business. This is my mother. Yada, yada, yada. Well, I understand, Yvonne, but guess what? It's your mother, but you're not giving her what she really needs. I come to help your mom. I hear all the craziness, but I come to help your mom, and that's what I'm going to continue to do. I went on. Well, everything God used me to put in place, here comes the daughter. And she calls me, and she says, well, Barbara, my mom says she's got to say, yeah, on this date, or so-and-so. Well, Barbara, do you know about that date? Yeah, 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 yeah. I give her all the information. But the people still calling me. So I give them the daughter information. So the daughter comes now. And I tell the daughter, I said, listen, your mother don't want to hear all that hell raising because she's got a twin sister. I said, your mom don't want you fighting against each other about nothing. If you do, she don't want to hear that. This woman is 80 years old. She don't want to hear her children fighting. She don't want to feel like y'all want her to die. She don't want to feel like that. She want to love you and be comfortable with you. So this daughter that's helping her now, she calms down. Her daughter started having problems, so she called me for prayer for her daughter, <laughs> Margaret's granddaughter. See, God was working the whole thing out. All I had to do was stand still and know that he was God. I did what he would have me to do. Now, get out of it, sit back, and watch me work, Barbara. And that's what I did. I sat back and I watched God work. So the daughter would call me for different things. Well, Barbara, what date is this? Well, what's the name of that place, Barbara? 
Well, do I need a password, a pen to get in? I gave her everything she needed and sat back. Margaret called me and told me all the wonderful things her daughter, Yvonne, is doing for her. She said, Barbara, I love it. I'm so happy. Yvonne is so kind and good to me, Barbara. She said, every now and then she'll fuss a little bit about her sister. But, Barbara, she has come a long ways. Eventually, the daughter, Yvonne, called me back. And she said some words. It was an apology without... It's being said that it was an apology, but it was a real genuine apology to me. I said, well, Yvonne, you was up in the air. I knew where you was. I said, and I consider what you said, this is my mother. I said, and a daughter should be doing for her own mother. No stranger should be doing for her. And she's got a healthy daughter. And so some other things took place. And, you know, I can see God has shown me things. So, I'm telling Margaret what I, she's like, Barbara, you know you're so right about that. Well, no way I could have known that. I was not there. I was in a whole nother state. Yeah. God is faithful. God is faithful. And I am grateful for his faithfulness. And I want him to be pleased and happy with me for my faithfulness. Oh, yeah. So, Sustainer, did you press the number one? Let me know. Text me and let me know. Because I see your hand raised in the studio. <laughs> and that's not usually like you, but okay. We're we going to see in a few minutes. But listen, and that reminds me of this. We're going to close out of the book of Ruth, uh, the third chapter. Yeah. And tomorrow we will resume. It's only one more chapter, and that's that fourth chapter. So we'll complete the fourth chapter tomorrow. <laughs> and then we will move on from there. We will see where God lead us after this chapter. Most likely we're going to have a live, I mean, a, a guest speaker come through, a recorded guest speaker. And so after Ruth, and then I'm praying to see where the Lord leads me next. Because going backwards, it appears we're going backwards, but we are not. This is the way he's moving us. And so if we get to Judges, he's going to show us the purpose for taking us to Judges. And I'm so thankful that people can send me uh, information. They can send me what it's doing for them. And, you know, if, if one person told me, hey, Barbara, this really helped me, I would be grateful. I would be so happy. Because when one come to the Lord, they tell me heaven rejoices. I believe it. I believe it. And so when, you know, a few people tell you, this has inspired me to get in the word. This has inspired me to study the word. This has inspired me to look deeper and further and go back. You, you took us to uh, uh, First and Second Kings, and you went like you was going backwards, Barbara. Then you took us to First and Second Samuel, and I'm learning. I'm, I didn't know these things, and now I'm learning. And, and the way you bring it, I, I, it's everyday English. I can understand. Because I, I go to that basic English Bible on the other side. The left side is King James Version. And on the right side is the basic English Bible. And many people tell me, I understand that basic English Bible. Because King James 
the way that it's written, it, it, it had me, you know, I, I don't quite understand, and I have to do this and do that, to, you know, pull it out. But this is just simple, plain. But he said that's the way the word was. Plain and simple, even a fool, even a child could understand it. And that's what we're after today. We're after the word of God. Thank you so much, Brother Louis, for posting scriptures. God bless you, man. <laughs> I thank God for Brother Louis. Yeah. Tell Sherry we praying for her, and I got the second set of intercessors on it, and we're praying and looking for a testimony from her. Um, later on today or later on this week, we, we want God. We're asking him to touch and heal her body, touch and move. Yeah, he took a beating for the healing of the nation. And we're pressing in for her that touches him. Yeah, the hem of his garment. That woman was made whole. I looked at that movie yesterday. It's called The Touch over on Tubi. I looked at it yesterday. Then um, we know that he heals all manner of sickness and disease. And he loves Sherry. He made Sherry for his pleasure. Yeah, and we're asking him to raise her up, give her total healing, their mind, body, and soul. Heal her completely, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So, look, we're going to one more song of the morning, and uh, good morning to you, Brother Frank, Sister Rita. <laughs> God bless you, God bless you. I see those numbers. Uh Sister Samoa, I see that number. God bless you. God bless you. And uh, I believe Pastor David and Sion in the house today again. And uh, when I see uh, my buddy, Pastor David, I call him my buddy. Yeah. And uh, every now and then, C- I mean, a Sion will remind me of the Sea World Greens. I can't take it. I can't. And she know I would be laughing. She know I would be laughing. And so... I'm just excited and happy, and Brother Frank, on Thursday, Sister Jerry going with me. We're going to the farmer's market and get you right. Yeah, you may have a, a, a one or two added uh, surprises in your box, but we got you, brother. We got you. And uh, I'm just excited and happy. Thank God for you, uh, Sister Dorothy Goodman, taking care of that prayer club and the prayer request club. Club, thank you so much. God bless you. Rose Brown, I see you over there. I know you're full of peaches. I don't, by now, what the day is? When, what the day, Wednesday? Yeah. We got our peaches on Sunday. Yesterday, mine was fit for a queen. You hear me? Nice. The juice was running down my arm. And the day I touched one this morning, and it's nice, it's gotten a little better than yesterday. So today, and look, I just pulled the skin off mine. Oh, my goodness, what a wonderful peach. They didn't come out really big this year. They came out smaller. But they yet have the same good flavor, peachy flavor, juicy. Yeah, they still have it. And Rose Brown, last year, she and I shared a box. And she said this year, no, I'm not sharing a box with you, Barbara. Go ahead and bring me my whole box. So I bought her a whole box. And um, uh, so Jerry and I shared a box with Calvin. So he got his peaches. Uh, I gave a few more people some peaches, but they're so small. I didn't want to ship them out to uh, people like Sister Spinner and Minister Shonda. I wanted her to taste them. Uh, you know, the ones who bought fruit, who bought the, the um, 
brought a fruit from it. So I wanted them to, but they're so small, y'all. But uh, next year we're praying for a better crop and bigger peaches. Because they used to be large like an Alberta peach almost, but they're so tiny this year. Yet they full of flavor. Something happened to the crop, you know. But uh, we thank God that we was able to get the peaches. Good morning to you, Sister Jerry. God bless you over there. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And uh, I appreciate you, Sister Irene, with us this morning. Irene comes on every morning and ride this wave on to the end. And so we're grateful and thankful unto Almighty God for all of our brothers and sisters overseas. We thank God for you. We thank God for the ones who, they don't say anything. They just come every morning to listen or they come through the archives and the podcast uh, to take a listen. And Sister Rita, you wasn't here one morning, but Brother Anthony came and he was doing the roll call. He was trying his best to remember uh, the total roll call. It tickled me so good. I was like, where is Rita when I need her? Because Anthony is trying to do this roll call. Yeah. Because he always wants you to hear him do it too, Sister Rita, and let you and let you see how many names he got right over here and all that kind of stuff. But it's just a good time for us. It's just a good faithful time for us, this faithful few. And I'm so thankful for each of you. Thankful for those that come through the podcasts and the archive shows. God bless you. God bless you. I'm grateful unto you. And so I'm so thankful. I was thinking of Don. He ain't been through in a minute. When he want to introduce somebody and impress him, he brought him over here. And so I hadn't heard from him in a minute, but I'm praying for him. Uh, the, the CEO, you know what I'm talking about, Dr. Goodman, I approve this message and all the craziness and everything. But we thank God for each and every caller, each and every listener, those that come through and can't stay. Because we realize many of us, we're not on that wide road that leads to destruction. And it's crowded. But we're on that narrow, that straight and narrow road that leads to God. And few there be. So every now and then we get to pass somebody on that straight road to God, that narrow road. And we continue on because you have your work to do and I have my work to do. So he gives us some time together and then he may send you on. But we thank God for our time together, hallelujah, that he has given unto us. So listen, I am going to the next requested song of the morning. And uh, when we come back, the studio is open. If there's anyone have something they would like to say this morning or share, you might want to talk about Boaz, Ruth, or whatever, you know, children, whatever it is this morning, feel free to call 619-639-4609 and press that number one. Your light will come on in the studio and I'll get to see it. Again, that's 619-639-4609. And we are going to our next uh, song of the morning, and this one is Elevation uh, Worship in Maverick City, and uh, Chris is singing Mercy, Hallelujah.
and the power of the blood. www.jesusinthemorningradio.com
You could ride down the street in your car truck and lift him up, you know, on the job. You may have your head set in and you can listen to good gospel music. Whatever your situation is today, you know, and you're able to lift up the name of Jesus, this is what we should be doing. You know, we give God praise. We give him honor and glory. Hallelujah. We put him first in everything. Give him the first fruit of everything, the first fruit of your day. That's why we wake up and we do a morning devotion. We tell God, thank you. Hallelujah. All right, Sister Jerry, I'm coming at you right now. Good morning. God bless you. How are you over there? Good morning, Sister Barbara. I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm blessed. Can't complain today. Cannot complain. No, it don't do any good. What we need to do instead of complaining, we just be need to be thankful. Very, very thankful that God woke us up not to complain because if anybody need to complain, he needs to be complaining. But instead, he's showing us goodness and mercy every day. So I just want to wake up and say, God, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Thank you that I didn't. You didn't choose the man for me. I chose him for myself. I thank you that you're telling me not to wait on you. I thank you that if I get ahead of you, you'll slow me down because you don't want me to run into another tsunami, another Red Sea. So I just want to be still, take my time. And do what you expect me to do, Lord, which is serve you. You don't require much of me. You just want me to take some time and be with you. The way I used to run in the house after school, get off my school clothes and put on the clothes and call John Jack or Jill and let's go out. And, Lord, when Friday night came, I don't know what was so special about Friday night. You had to get to the club, and they had to blink the lights on and off. You ain't got to go home, but you got to get on up out of here. I'm like, ah, it's 2 o'clock already. But that's where I'm serving God now. Lord, it's 5 o'clock already. It's my time to scripture and just talk with you, turn my phone off and just give you my time. And allow you to put me to sleep the way the club used to put me to sleep. Yeah, I made a lot of mistakes. But that's a load of That's all behind me. I'm on the, on the street now saying, uh, I heard God say this, so I'm sorry. I had to call somebody yesterday and tell him, I'm sorry, I can't give you that kind of money. I'm sorry. God told me no. Boy, they was trying to tell me how this and this and that. God said, just ignore them and say, continue to take. I'm not going to be able to do it. And say no. And if I don't tell you to do it, it won't be done. Some of us try to buy our way into God and you can't buy God. Oh, ma'am. So, Jerry, let me ask this. You say you're up mm-hmm. out of loaded by Jerry. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you're not hanging down around with the cripples and things no more, handicapping things. No, uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. 
And thanks to Brother Lewis telling me about that elderberry uh, syrup. It's on the way. See, if I hadn't came to your show, I wouldn't learn about immune system stuff to help build up my immune man. I would still be in the loader by eating that cake. Man in the bed going, oh, I don't feel good, feeling sorry for myself. But first of all, God didn't give me no cake. He keep telling you to stop. So today we're going to have a nice, healthy meal. Yesterday I made cabbage and spaghetti and meatballs. And green beans. Oh, I don't like spaghetti. Don't like green beans. But a choice of two, I just got a few green beans with a biscuit and and melted cheese on it. I definitely don't like spaghetti because that that made me sick ever since I was a little girl. The tomatoes. Today I'm making cabbage, some hamburgers. I don't. I don't know what's going on with me and meat. We don't get along. So I'm gonna make me a green salad and put some tunic on it. Yeah, I got I, to get together. Yeah, I, I, I don't think surprised that you don't eat meat and stuff. We we know what you like, Jerry. We already know what you like. But we thank God oh, yeah. that you Yeah, you're doing better. We thank God that you're doing better mm-hmm. as far as eating and that, you know, mm-hmm. you decided to have a salad, you know, and just come out of nothing but sweets and, you know, the wrong yeah. things. Yeah, God is But I have to say God to help me with this, Barbara, because you know you you're a little tipping. Jerry, I'm over here. What? Why is she doing that? She know I'll be on bait to the come. God said, I got you, I got you. Okay. Baba Baba just testing you to see if you're real. Oh. Well Baba, I can't have that yet. Okay. And when God tell you you can have it, Jerry, oh well he ain't told me that yet. And he hasn't. Yeah, I'm just simply saying I don't want you to feel like well Erica getting this now and Thelma getting oh, that yes. now. Oh, oh not you can you have know. this one and and you won't make me anything. You so I, I just didn't want you to feel like I can't well, have the pie right now. But Bob, no, I you can space. have a slice of pie right now, so we're not no, we're not okay. even concerned about that. But I I was just sharing those things with you. To let you know when you can, you know, I, I, I want two you, of them. I want two pies. No, no, Jerry, we're not going there. We're not going there, and I knew better. But uh, we tell God thank you, <laughs> and we keep moving in Jesus. Yeah, you, you're not going to get what you're not supposed to, and uh, it's no, all right. I'm not. And Barbara, today yes. I go to the doctor. Tomorrow, Kevin, go to the doctor. We're okay. getting healthier in this house. But Friday, right, Mama, I'm ready to get in the rafter and ride out. Okay. Okay. And you know I don't yeah, like to ride out yeah. nowhere. But I'm ready to well, get I, in there and ride out. Go to the old neighborhood ask, like we got gas money. Oh, don't worry about that. Let's ask this, Jerry. Uh, do you take hmm. vitamin D? I got I did what Louis said. I got some vitamin C, some vitamin D, some zinc, some garlic, some ginger. Uh, that's something else too. Tunic and curry okay. pot, curry pot, curry pot. Okay. All right. So Louis, she got the elderberry and the zinc. Sir. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because she working on that immune. thing Yeah. He said, "Hey, Sister Jerry." Yes. 
So yeah, that's yeah, brother Louis, we gonna let that go. We off the pie business. But listen, uh, it's, it's things that you can take, you know, vitamins, this, that, and the other, that will help you because you yeah. gotta have vegetables. You gotta have vegetables. You gotta, you know, have protein. Well, and I people... went to the doctor, and he was so concerned because my immune system was so low. Okay. And that's when the realization kicked in, Sherry. Bob is dead. What are you doing just laying there going, I'm just one piece of cake and I'm good? No, you're not good. You're killing yourself. And God does not recommend suicide. So every day at 5 o'clock, my phone is turned off. I'm not going to sleep no more. I'm into my word, and after I read it in my ear, I let the speakers talk to me in my ear, and it puts me to sleep. When I wake up, it's like 4.20 a.m. in the morning. Then I continue back to my word till it's time for you. I must give God some time. Don't just sit here and say, God, I want this and I want this. And why I don't have no man. No. First of all, you need to get your priorities together. God, get me with my health together. I won't be good to no one unless I am in good shape. Amen. God, get my mind regulated. I'm no good to no one if I'm walking in craziness. I'm walking in foolishness. Set my mind set on thee so I'll know what's right for me. Yeah. Let because me you know, myself. Yeah, he'll keep your mind in perfect peace if you keep your mind yes. on him. And not only yes. that, your your prayer is this. Father, let this mind be in me that was also in Christ Jesus. Ask God to fix your heart and to regulate your mind. Because, see, he gave Mm -hmm. us power, he gave us love, and he gave us a sound mind. I can Mm -hmm. talk to her like this, y'all. This is my friend for many years. But uh, this, this is what we do. And we can't play with God. We can't have a form of godliness and deny the power thereof. We can't just our lips and our heart be far from it. We're talking about God Mm -hmm. in Florida, but our heart in Mississippi. No, your lips and your heart Mm -hmm. must line up together. What you say out of your mouth, let it come from your heart, because that's what God deals with, our hearts. And many of us, we don't know this. We think he's dealing with the lips. No, he's dealing with your heart. He deals with the truth. Mm -hmm. This is what God does because it it teaches us Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the light. He's the life. He's both of those things to me. Yeah, because the light shines in darkness, and in many cases, the darkness don't comprehend. But for many of Mm -hmm. us, the light it shined in darkness, and God blessed us to comprehend. We come up out the darkness to the light, and we let Jesus come in. We ask him to forgive us of all our sins. We ask him to come into our hearts and live forever, and he did that. Mm-hmm. And the scripture says, Jerry, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. A new creature. Old things passed away, and behold, all things have become new. How is that? Changed us from the inside. He changed our heart. He changed our way of thinking. Because I believe the mind and the heart is the same thing. That's just Barbara, you know. But 
Bobby. He changed the way we live, Jerry. We no longer live that old life, the, the clubbing, the party. We don't live that life anymore, the dope selling or whatever we did in our past. No, I don't no, no more lying and cheating. I don't even desire it. It's like I'm hurrying to cook cabbage, lunch, and dinner. I made a new I told God, starting this week, things are new. So doctor and doctor. Friday, I'm free. I said, Lord, I will try to get out this house once a week. I'm going to fix my car up. I'm going to back it front and back in the driveway, front and back. Exercise the car, exercise my mind. I let that brand new car sit out there for three years, not even touching it. What's wrong with you, Jerry? And I got people say, oh, I'll buy that from you. I'll take that off your hand. I don't. God says, stop. First of all, I won't tell you a sow a seed to another person. Another person can't tell you, God God wants you to sow a seed to blah, blah, blah. That's trickery. I'll tell you when and who, Jerry. Yeah, I God got is just a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. And I said, God, he never said a word, but she told me he said it. And see, don't let everybody in your ears. It's time to just. You get a long time with God. He'll speak to you. You don't have to call Prophet John Doe or Prophet XYZ. You don't have to do anything. Out of nowhere, that inner voice will speak to you, and don't think you're going crazy. You'll know before anybody else know what God's about to do. He told me Sunday night, your miracle is closer than you think. Prophet didn't tell me that. The one over there told me to sow a $50 seed. How am I sowing a $50 seed? I said, okay, God, I'm trying to be obedient. But they know Jerry like to give, so they say trickery. I'm okay. It's okay. Because now yeah. I told God I would only listen to your voice. If I don't hear it coming from you, God, mm-mm. So I had to call my grandchildren and say, oh, I can't do that. Me and God have been talking. I know she don't believe in that kind of stuff. She tried her best to talk me into it. And you know this. And you and I said, uh-uh, I can't do it. Not for one day. I can't give you $350 for a trip for one day. No, I got too much to do. But you and know the what, more Jerry, she tried. Yeah, but Jerry, mm-hmm. you know what I want you to do for her? I want you what? to do what Oh, special prayer for her. Yeah. Yes. I want you to go in a special prayer just for her. And ask mm-hmm. the Lord to touch her heart and and to mm-hmm. save this woman, to bring her to him. Because, see, a lot of times we are in situations with people and we don't even realize, you know, what they need. We're looking at the natural things about them, you know, the fleshly things about them, and there's no spiritual nothing. So it's our place, if possible, and God is leading. And I believe he'll lead you in prayer for her, special prayer. Yes, he will. Because she's 76 years old, and she's a great grandmama. Okay. Oh, I couldn't ask for a better person to be in my grandson's life. I have to tell her, say she's a better grandmother than me. My nerves too bad to talk about keeping him for a day or two. Oh, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. I just want him to come by here and visit. I give him a little gift, go on about your business. 
I'm not into raising children anymore. But this grandmama, he'll call her and send her a picture of him losing his teeth out of his mouth. He'll come to her and send her a big heart in the middle of the next day. And grandmama, I thought about you, Nana. Look, I made you a heart. Yeah, he loved her. 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 He must draw you. Many times we are complaining about the world, people in the world, or even our yeah. own children, what they're doing, what they're not doing. Mm-hmm. But he mm-hmm. saved all eight of mine, all eight of my biological children. And then the God children, he saved them too because I asked him to. But unless he draw you, you cannot come. And so this lady evidently haven't fully come to God. So you praying for her. And asking God to draw this woman to him. Once she comes, Jerry, you're going to see a whole nother lady. And you're going to see some things change. It's going to look like it changed now, right before your very Mm -hmm. eyes. But you're close to her. You're close to her. This is why uh, he can use you. He can use you, Jerry. Especially praying Mm -hmm. for her. Because you love Isaiah, she loves Isaiah. Yeah. And y'all would bond, may even have a prayer ministry once God gets done with this woman. And I would ask her, hey, Nana, what you doing in the mornings? Can about 1030, if you're not too busy, you give me a call and we pray? Because I'm sure she won't okay. pray, Jerry. I don't know too many people that would turn down oh, prayer. Yeah, she she says she loves the Lord, but when I be saying, well, I, God told me, mm-mm. But when I tell well, no, God, yeah, 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 let me give this in. Well, this, that's because of this, Jerry. Everybody is not there. Everybody's not there. Listen, some people don't believe that God will give them some money. They believe they have to work and get the money on their own all the time. Yeah. When God bless mm-hmm. you to go to work, he bless you to make money, to give. And your giving and seed plan is what caused you to be blessed to pay your bills. See, they don't understand mm-hmm. all of that, Jerry, so you can't expect that out of them. And what you do is mm-hmm. he sent me to tell you this morning, special prayer for this woman. I will. Special prayer for her, Jerry, and she's going to end up being your best prayer partner. Yeah, she's okay. going to be one of your greatest prayer partners ever. Yeah. yeah. So you just just pray for her. No grumbling, no complaining, no talking about her. Just pray for yeah. her. When you think on her, it's prayer time. If you're in there cooking, Jerry, and, and, and Nana come to your mind, you begin to pray. It's prayer time. Yeah, if you're looking at TV and Nana come to your mind, you pray. If you see her number come up in your caller ID on your phone, it's time for prayer. Pray for Nana. You hear me? It's going to bless yeah. you. It's going to bless you, Jerry. Listen to me. You're going to be blessed from this. Hallelujah. Woo! What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before the heavens Mm. and the earth doing 
What a mighty God we serve. Oh, I see you down there, Alaska. God bless you this morning, Sugarfoot. God bless you. Yeah. And we thank God. Thank you, thank Sister Barbara. Thank you yeah, so God much. God bless you, Sister Eric. God bless you. You know I don't, I'm not going yeah, to go to the doctor. I got to go to the doctor now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. If God, today and I, tomorrow is doctor time. Okay. Yeah. And we'll be in prayer for Calvin, too. And, and prayer mm-hmm. for the weight to come off, too. Whatever concerning you, you know, God is able, but we mm-hmm. got to give it to him. We, we, we got to yes. let us go and give it to him. And sometimes we, we're moving so fast. We're moving so fast, and we've been used to doing it this way so long, we think we can still doing it that way. No, 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 God done come turning it around and turning your mind around, turning you around, because he gave you power, he gave you love and a sound mind. But sometimes we have to sit back and wait on God. Let him do it. Amen. I'm telling you, I, I, I learned, and I'm still learning. I haven't reached that point where I'm perfect 100% yet. I'm striving. <laughs> but this is what happened. I, I was used to moving so and doing this, and I'm used to being in charge. Yeah. Mm. See, when you're a mother of eight, you're a supervisor, you know, you was a manager, you, you was a human resources director, it will cause you to be in a place where you in charge. you large and in charge. But when you come to God, guess what? You're no longer in charge. You got to let this mind be in you that was also in his son, Christ Jesus. Now you're the child and he's the parent. He's in charge. And if you're trusting with your whole heart, all of it, and lean not to your own understanding, and all your ways before you make a move, you consult him. You pray. He's going to direct your path. Sometimes you will have to sit and wait because he have a really, really soft voice, and he'll speak sometime, and it's so soft many days you'll miss it. So you stand and still, Lord, I think I heard you. I believe that was you who said that God make it clear to me. So you sit and wait patiently, and then the Lord unfold it right there before your very eyes. Because, see, some people don't believe that he's got all power. I'm going to scream and run at the same time in a minute. Ooh, because I feel the presence. I feel my help. Listen, if the earth is his, the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein, if he made everybody for his pleasure, and he's got all power, there's no more power other than his, all power. He is the power. There's no more, nobody else that got power over him. He's got all power. And so some people don't believe. They don't believe that if you need money and he can't find somebody to bless you, to plant a seed in you, he'll put it on the ground for you. See, some people don't believe that, but I know he will. He's done it for me. I'm not telling you what the preacher told me, what the TV evangelist told me. I'm telling you from experience what I'm talking about. You don't have food for you and your children. Somebody will knock on the door. You prayed and you're trusting God. Somebody will knock on the door and say, hey, Barbara, I was thinking about you today. I got all this bread and all these vegetables, and then my neighbor came over and got all this fresh meat, and I I, I couldn't think of nobody but you because I know you have eight children, and I know you could use this. He'll put food on your table. I'm just giving you just a few 
of the things he's done in my life. They, they said I wouldn't make it. I had a number behind my name. I've been to prison. They said I couldn't do nothing. He changed <laughs> my whole life. He changed my whole life. Turned it all around for the good. Taught me to have patience because that's one of the biggest things we got to have in God. You got to have patience. Oh, I feel like running right quick. You got to pray. You got to keep the faith. Oh, glory. Oh, thank you, Lord. You got to trust him with your whole heart. Take yourself out of it. What you, if you could do anything, you would have been done it. Without him, you can do absolutely nothing. Let go. Let God have his way. When we do this, we can think more on the lines of what God would have us to do. See, now I can think to pray for Jerry. Now I can think to pray for that thing Sion talked about. Now I can think to pray for Dot. Now, you see, because I let go. My mind was cluttered because I had too much stuff in there I'm trying to do. I want the farm. I want to build the houses. So that's when my mind all cluttered up into that. No, 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 no. And then it's a, Lord, I'm going to have to have this kind of credit. Lord, I'm going to have to have this kind of money. You're not going to have to have nothing. The earth is mine. <laughs> the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein, Barbara. I'll send somebody who got 100 acres they want to donate. Not donate, but give to you. I got some contractors I can send over there, Barbara. They'll break the ground. Barbara, they'll build it from the ground up. I got preachers waiting to come in and preach. I got entertainers, gospel entertainers waiting to come in and sing. I got folks waiting to come to that kitchen over there and cook for the people. And entertainers come in and sing for the folks. Your vision, Barbara, I already got it worked out. I need you to trust me. That's all I need from you is you to trust me. Twelve years I've trusted him right here on Jesus in the morning. <laughs> I didn't have a budget for this every month. He moved it from $39 to $99. Well, I didn't have a budget for the 39 I didn't know where that was coming from. And he moved it to 99 That means I got to trust him more. And every month he's on time. <laughs> Why? I'm learning more. Oh, yes, shut up. Hey, glory to his majesty. I'm learning more and more to trust him. Folks in the world, oh, they're doing this, and they're making that way, and they got this seminary and that seminary, and, and attend over here, and I'm going to teach you how to make millions of dollars. Honey, I learned to give to God. He multiplies. I learned that whatever I make is for me to give. And because I give, God multiplied the giving back to me. I told you Monday, I, I didn't have the money to go over there to my favorite store and do it big like I wanted to do it. I get to the parking lot here come them. I'll dig it in a purse. Oh, what you doing? I said, Demma, stop all of that. I said, no, no, this and that. And, and see, some days I get aggressive and tell her like I'm her mother. And then there are days when she get aggressive and tell me like she's my mother. And that was one of them days, baby. She was not backing out. I don't care what you say. Hey, 
He is this and he is this. Now take it and and, and then I said, Stemma, zip your purse up and stop all of this now. Because she forgot where she put money. I know her. Then after she did what she was going to do, then she zipped the purse up and got in the truck and sat there. We could talk now. In other words, don't tell me what to do. Come out my pocket. Don't tell me what to do with my money. Yeah. And so I pray that the Lord multiplied it back to her a hundredfold. Because now I'm able to go down to my favorite spot and buy all my favorite things. Yeah, I had already been to see Mimi came out with the Cambodian grapes. Huh? Came out with the soft, delicious apples. Yeah. Because I'm trying to weight watchers. It looked like to me my weight fluctuating. I'm waiting the 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 way today because I had got off eight pounds and I'm waiting to see where they at. And I'm toning up some things and I say, Well maybe it's not all the, the weight loss right quick. Maybe it's the toning as I'm going along, you know, it don't look as wide as it used to, whatever. But God is faithful to us if we can learn to be faithful to him. If we can learn to totally trust God. Stop doing it your way. Stop trying to make it fit. Stop. And you say you're a believer. You say he's in your heart. You ask him to come into your heart and live. You say he made you over. Why can't you let go and let God? Why? What's wrong? God is safe. He's able to see us through. Hallelujah. Hey, look here, uh, uh, area code 904-418. You know who you are. You know who you are. Look here, Orange Park. <laughs> I need you to go to that scripture. I need you, Wicked, to go to Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 7. And what's today? Today is the 22nd, 23rd. 24th and 25th. I need you to stay there until June the 25th, faithfully reading it, faithfully meditating on it all day, Rose Brown. I, I, I need you to really get into that because God is opening some doors for you, but you're going to have to believe God for the door to come open. I saw a woman walk through your house, and she had some cleaning supplies and a bucket. That's what I saw for you, Rose Brown. So that means that a housekeeper, a housekeeper is coming your way. And things you want done, you won't have to be concerned about having them done. Your oven clean, your refrigerator clean. Yeah, yeah. Even your floors. I, I, I see the Lord opening some doors for you. But I need you to go to Proverbs 3, 5 through 7 and stay right there and obey what it says. A lot of people can quote it. It's easy to quote it, but applying it to your everyday life, that's not so easy. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So I'm thankful unto Almighty God. I knew the Lord kept bringing it back, kept bringing it back. And you just got to, sometimes we have to make our calling and election sure that this is what he's really saying. This is what God wants you to say because this is what he's doing. Hallelujah. Sister Rita, I haven't forgotten you yet. Uh, surprise, surprise, surprise. It just take a minute for some things, but I have not forgotten you. I know you said, well, she said that, but I ain't heard no more from her about it. She always speaking to me, wishing me great, but what's going on? Just, just, just sit tight. Patience, they told me, Rita, is a virtue. 
word is a lamp unto our feet. It's a light unto our path. And forever, O oh God, that word is settled in heaven. We thank you this morning, and we're asking you <clears throat> today, <clears throat> excuse me, y'all, to sanctify us. That truth, Father, for thy word is true. Oh, do it for us in the name of Jesus. Help us to apply your word to our daily lives. Father, help us not to forget you, but to keep our mind on you. It's you that keeps us in perfect peace. Touch and heal everyone under the sound of my voice that's sick this morning. God, those that are not feeling well, those that got some bad diagnosis from the doctor, we know that you took a beating for the healing of the nation. You heal all manner of sickness and disease. And Father, we're pressing in this morning to touch the hem of your garment so that we are all made whole. In the name of Jesus, touch this morning. Heal us mentally, God. Heal us spiritually and heal us physically. And give us the heart and the mind to come to you in everything that concerns us. In the name of Jesus, as we depart this morning, Father, bless our going out, bless our coming in, and meet the need in our lives according to your riches and glory by your Son, Christ Jesus. Father, we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent one from another in the name of Jesus. Go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. God loves a cheerful giver. Have a blessed day. I speak the blessings of Almighty God upon you today, June the 22nd, 2022, in Jesus' name. So at this time, I'm going to say bye-bye and hear just a little bit more of God Made It Fail. And uh, after the song, I won't be coming back today. God bless you. Tell somebody, I don't care what the devil told you. God made it fail. You don't hear me. Tell somebody, God made it fail. God made it fail. God made it fail. Everything that the devil tried, God made it fail. God made it fail. God made it fail. He made it fail. Everything that the devil tried, God made it fail. God made it fail. God made it fail. Everything the devil tried, God made it fail. God made it fail. God made it fail. He made it fail. Everything that the devil tried, God made it fail. Y'all not happy. I say y'all not happy. God made it fail. God made it fail. Everything the devil tried, God made it fail. God made it fail. God made it fail. He made it fail. Everything that the devil tried, God made it fail. Oh, you got the death. I said. You got to let the floor have it now. I say you got to let the floor have it. 
God made it fail. I said, God made it fail. I said, hey. that you need to prophesy to tonight in this room. Find you somebody to tell them, God made it fail. God made it fail. Everything the devil tried, God made it fail. God made it fail. God made it fail, he made it fail Everything that the devil tried God made it fail You've got to believe it, sir I need ten more dancers I said I need ten more dancers, that's all If I had ten more dancers, we'd shift this I said, if I had 10 more dancers, we'll shift this room. I said, if we had 10 more dancers. One more time. God made it fail. God made it fail. Everything the devil tried. God made it fail. God made it fail. God made it fail, it made it fail. Everything that the devil tried, 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 everything That the devil, he tried to take my mind. He tried to take my joy. He tried to make me lose my life. He tried to make me lose my life. Everything that the devil tried, but me. Oh, I feel great.